Welcome to Bricks and Beer. Nope. Welcome to oh, Building Up to It, <laughs> episode 94, I think. It no longer says it in the corner, so I have to question myself every time. Solid. We're here, StreamYard, week two. We got no Matt. We got no Paul. Well, we got Andrew Lee. He's I'm like here. both of them combined, rolled up into one. Ain't nothing I'm excited about. So, Andrew, what'd you, what'd you do this week or this month or this year since the last time you were on? Oh, man, it's been a while. Uh, so I've sorted a lot of my Lego. Techno Mages is now fully in the wall, except for that tower up there. And there's a skull thing over there. But, like, something I've been meaning to do for months. Um, yeah, it's just about making the time. I did it in, like, two days. That's how Neurosis works. Uh, but it's done. Which is great. Like it's clean. The walls the walls nice and sorted. The sorting's been going well. Um I'm working on a, a project. It's actually right there. Uh but you can't see it because it's it's big and it's dumb and it's like nowhere near complete. But uh yeah, man, it's mega week. Um I bought a hidden side set. Comes with a melty dude. There's your melty dude. He's alright. <laughs> I've never heard him described as the melty dude. Dude, look at his fucking terrifying face. <laughs> he does have a melty face. Yeah, yeah. Bro has problems. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I got an AT-AT from the homie Ace, the 2003 one. I had the really nice box, except it's recycling day, so it's outside. So, it's all right. I, you know, I, I thought about briefly today, and I don't know why. I thought about collecting empty Lego set boxes. Cause I was thinking about how I'd like to display my affection for Lego, but I don't like that uh, a Lego set is, is kind of trapping all those pieces in here. Oh, it is. Crap. It's never going to be anything else because I chose to never make it anything else. So like, how could I display my love of Lego in, in a way that's not a bunch of stock sets on a shelf or mocks. Cause I don't really build mocks. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, it's as the, like uh, the, the footprint becomes way bigger. Like I, yeah, I don't footprint gets crazy. A friend of mine in my lug at one point was working on uh, this project in his basement. He, uh, he did that, you know, that magnetic paint. Um, he okay. painted one of the walls with this like, you know, black magnetic paint. And then, he was going to uh, mount some magnets inside of Lego boxes and kind of seal the boxes back up and then like Ooh. have this wall with all these like good condition, fully folded out Lego boxes just kind of stuck to this wall. And That's like a pretty rad concept. The, yeah, the Lego art is that, like the early stuff, like, you know, the stuff that people of my generation are nostalgic for, um, like the classic space shit. Yeah. All of that stuff is really good. Those boxes too, it's like the packaging budget was both higher and they had bigger shelf presence. They all had the flaps with the clear trays. With oh like man, if you that only had flap boxes cool. up on that wall and like you could open any one of them, that'd yeah. be cool. Dude. That, so I that, like the idea. Like, I like the idea of great. collecting some like Lego boxes and I, I come across good condition boxes for older sets pretty often with the store. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just stash them aside. And when I have a bunch of them, I figure out if I want to do something with them. And the worst case scenario is I recycle them at that point. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I like I like the idea that you're giving life to like sort of what I consider refuse. Like as much as the pack doing is cool, I don't keep any of it. I have I, traditionally I've I've recycled it all. So yeah, yeah. But it's it's also like you know you're commemorating that moment and that art and that that sort of like nostalgic wave of package design. I feel like it's super cool, and I like the idea that you're also not just being like here's the super cool box with all of the parts that nobody will ever touch. Yeah, that no, I would I would never do it with sealed sets because I mean that's that's just it's almost throwing it away in that you it's never going to be used it's never going to be monetized it's just like it's trapped yeah, in there yeah. just like it would yeah, be trapped cool. on the shelf if you built it it's it's very much the like super hardcore collector mentality of like seal it in the bubble and don't expose it to sunlight and it needs to be graded and like it's kind of like you know fuck it play with your toys man so like ace gave me that atat which gave me the feels because my roommate in college in 2003, when that came out, his parents bought him it. And I was like, you motherfucker. And we were building Matrix hover ships at the time. And that like, has a printed six wide dishes that are glorious for building a hover ship. And I was like, the Nebuchadnezzar. Damn it. And um, so like, you know, 16 years later, I acquired this set through a series of Lego transaction bathroom deal kind of things um i built piece of Ultron. Uh, so it i get this set and like you know it's worth a good amount of money sealed in the box so i kind of feel a way about like am i just throwing money away like should i fucking you know sell this and it's like no fuck it like there's number one ace is giving it to me because he, he knows i'm going to do something with the parts and like that in a way is way more valuable than like making money off the set. And then it's also like, I feel like there's all this potential there that needs to be set free. You know, it's like fucking don't just have this thing be solidified as a collectible, like let it be part of the fluid stream of what you do. And it's like, fuck yeah. So I cut open this box and it's a super nice box. It's super thick. And I'm like, I feel like I could save this. And then I fucking threw it in the recycling. That's so. that's how I feel about um like that that's part of the reason why I part out as much as I do is I I, I don't see any value in buy the set, keep the set, sell it later for more money. That like what good are you doing for the world in that way? Well, and like when it comes down to it, like not that Lego gets to tell you what to do or like that you have to buy into a corporate philosophy by any means. But like the idea is that they've made this amazing modular system that you can do infinite shit with. So of course you should do something with it. Don't just fucking hold on to it. I feel the same way though about like Star Wars action figures. Like I bought all these episode one action figures when I was in high school and I kept them on the card because they were going to be worth a billion dollars and they're worth fuck all. So like a couple of years ago, I was we were moving shit out of my in-laws closet that I had moved from San Diego. Like, you know, and so it's like you go through this box and it's a box of carded Star Wars figures. And I just opened them all up on the floor like a child. And I played my action figures that were worth, you know, ten dollars for a hundred of them. And, <laughs> and it's great. You know, it's like, fuck, like, what, what are you doing holding on to this shit? Like, 
I get collecting things because I obviously have a large collection of things, but like do something with your collection, like let it, you know, be more than an investment, a, a catalog. And then <clears throat> when I was briefly, this was like on my two mile ride home from work, I was thinking, how old does a Lego set have to get before the box is is, is super is, 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 yeah. is worthy is worthy of like being like I, in I a know. box collection I, 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 like I, I recycle tons of boxes if you love that set and you love the artwork that's on that box because those ideas boxes are nice yeah the architecture boxes also super nice like the packaging and some of the premium shit that the fucking porsche the technic porsche that came out what two years ago i've got three of them at the store oh dude that that is glorious like that's actually one of the few like high-end lego sets that's tempted me just to buy it to buy it and i always make this like false equivalency argument with people when i have to explain this and i'm like you know how some dudes have like an old porsche in their garage and it costs like 20 grand and they just work on it every weekend and then they throw a bunch of money into it and that's like their hobby yeah just think of this as my porsche so like being able to have the dumb Technic Porsche would be the, the end all be all. But then I also feel like that defeats my own argument because it's like, no, do you <laughs> do something with it? <laughs> and then I would feel really bad because I'd throw away this giant, super nice Technic box for this fucking expensive Porsche set into the recycling and be like, oh, well. So, yeah, so I'm probably going to hang on to any like really good condition older boxes that I come across. just. Just stash them. I got enough space in the warehouse. I'll just yeah. stash them, and then if I ever get enough where I'm like, "Hey, I've got a pretty good collection of old boxes," maybe I'll think about doing something with them. I but think I think make a I was going to collect art installation in your warehouse because yeah. you know you can. If I was going to collect something Lego with like budget in mind and my personal tastes in mind, I think it would be like old, really good condition boxes. Um, it it is a great example of like this is lego and yeah. uh it doesn't waste any pieces on on static design displays so that's uh that's a long intro it. bro yeah it's the intro episode <laughs> um <laughs> other than that let's say i didn't get anything and i've been going to flea markets a lot and scooping up all the lego i'll go to another one tomorrow morning nice uh nice. see what i can find so like so last week i go to a wednesday one and a thursday one uh on the wednesday one and never really has any lego so um it had a little bit of lego and i bought it because I, I really don't like leaving the flea market knowing that i left any lego behind well, you can't you can't leave no swoop unswooped right yeah yeah no no minifig left behind so i go to the thursday one which i hadn't been to like ever and there was a ton of Lego. I wound up spending $215 at this flea market just on like a whole back seat worth of Lego. And I'm going to that one tomorrow. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I can afford to go there every week and buy that much every week. Hopefully, like I bought all of it and it had been there for weeks and no one bought yeah. it. And yeah, now I, I think, think, I think and bought, it's like next bought, to none. Hey, you bought week one of like six because that dude's like we just got a storage locker like it's fine 
So we'll see tomorrow. Uh, what, how much is here? I'm going to be more picky. Was it, was it just unsorted or was it sets? Like so, this was this was probably. Sorry, we're retreading last week's. Episode. It was probably like eight different um, like tables worth of uh, eight different vendors worth of Lego. Uh, it wasn't all from one. the The biggest lot I got was a hundred bucks, and it was um, this uh, really big Minecraft set with uh, the boxes ripped in half, but all the bags were sealed. It was just missing the first three bags out of eleven. Okay. Um, and so it's Minecraft, of, so like the pieces like are Kubrick? nothing. Uh, and then there was a castle set from a couple of years ago. Uh, that was, I think it's missing like bag one, but all the other bags are sealed and I haven't even touched that one yet, but Spiros really wanted that, that mm. Minecraft set. So I sold it to him for a deal. Um, I was 150 shipped for that Minecraft set as is, and he knew exactly what was missing. Um, I love and, that that like, still holds value to him because, you know, that's the, the hustle you guys do is that you deal in parts, not in sets. Yeah, like, that's well, beautiful to me. That's that's the best thing about a Minecraft set missing a bag is like, really, how much could that bag or the parts be worth? They're all like bricks and tiles. They're, they're two by plates. two bricks. They're two by two jumpers. And yeah, right. Maybe that, that's all that's going to be missing. If you've parted out yeah. any other Minecraft sets, you already have the parts to fill in the gaps. It's it's the uh, the village set, which is two hundred and fifty retail. Um, so missing yeah. three bags. 150 shipped i think that's a good deal yeah that's solid and that that paid for a little bit more than half of like my total swoop from that uh flea market but i started off probably in the wrong section of the flea market and first thing i saw was a dimensions ghostbusters set in the box still five bucks and i was like five bucks is the price to pay if you're on the east coast at least yeah, yeah. Five bucks is is fine. Even, it's worth thirty on Amazon. Dimension days at your disposal. That's okay. Yeah. So I got that, and I'm like, all right, this is going. Getting, getting it, getting the juices going. Yeah. And then I yeah. find a bunch of like just bags of bulk that were probably like it was way more money than if it had walked into my store because like I'm not in control in this situation. And I bought yeah. those. Like the last thing I bought was all of the um. Like that, that Minecraft and the castle and all that stuff, because that was like probably the best thing there. But it was the last thing because then I was out of money and I'm like, let's just let's leave before yeah, I you see more out, stuff. Yeah, on a bang. Like that's a that's a pretty good score. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go tomorrow. I'll bring a little bit more money and I will see what's there. And like I was saying, hopefully the stuff that was there last week that I bought had been there for a few weeks, and I kind of like cleared it out yeah, so it's yeah. gonna be much lighter tomorrow not that i don't want to find stuff but i don't want i don't want a regular two to three hundred dollars a week on on this stuff at the yard sale when i already get enough stuff brought into my store yeah <laughs> so, well, when it comes to like dirty kid brick like you're you're probably not gonna pick up you know pristine in the box yeah there was more box yeah. stuff that i got there than unboxed stuff because i got a i got a 20 dollar minecraft set sealed for 10 bucks and it's actually worth like 30 on amazon at this point and that dimensions pack and uh yeah some bagged sets that are most definitely not complete because no matter who you're buying it from nothing is ever 100 percent complete i don't care who they are i like telling people to their face i'm like look i don't care how many times you counted it it's not 100 percent complete it never will be because I didn't do it. You did it. Yeah, yeah. And you're also probably a lay person that doesn't understand there's <laughs> parts or 
there's a there's a thrift there's a toy thrift store near me that they inventory lego sets just by counting how many pieces are there says 500 of the box i counted 500 pieces of plastic done yeah like i I feel like they probably do the the shake and look method sometimes (laughs) and you're like yeah it's look i saw a dude it's it's fine you have to know know, i I love buying that shit because sometimes you you kind of do the shake and look method and then you dump the shit out and you're like that dude's not supposed to be in with this set score. Like it's, it's actually two sets in there. Yeah, yeah I, you have to, when you find a gum, uh, a key ring, and a, a fucking Pokemon, and oh oh, look at this dude! It's a 1989 knife set on on the sprue from Aquazone. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, when you're buying used sets, you have to you have to know who you're buying from. It's like used sets are a huge gamble unless you have enough parts that you can fix whatever's wrong with it. Or or if you just don't give a shit about the set, just you just want the parts. So you want yeah. you want parts in a certain suggestion of of like theme. You also want to you want the hot shit to be in there. You definitely don't want all the good stuff to be pilfered out. So yeah, it's like I, I get it. You know, it's like I there's always a risk with buying used Lego because there's entropy involved, you know? Let me tell you about how hungry I was at that flea market. There was a vendor who had, you're familiar with those old trays that they would hold Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars in? They're like the, the blue, like the medium blue yeah, tray like with vinyl. the carrier with all the, like the, the perforated little dividers in it. Yeah. And you'd have them all in there, like single, single layer. Uh, like it's like a dish rack, but for Hot Wheels cars. Um, yeah. There was a guy with a tray of, of old vintage Hot Wheels, Matchbox, whatever, and there was a Fabuland scooter, like the two wheels with that, like the black handlebars came out. There's a Fabuland scooter in there, and it's like, how much for this? He's like, I was trying to sell the whole lot for fifty bucks, and I'm like, okay. I walked, <laughs> I walked away, but man, I didn't want to walk away from that one scooter there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that you're the dude who can look at fucking trays of Hot Wheels that nobody has looked at or people have looked at studs, and like small and pulled through. The studs but, jumped out of me from that scooter. Like I saw the studs on it. And I was like, oh, there's a Lego thing in here. Oh, it's a Fabuland scooter. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun going to these flea markets. I like. I'm pretty sure there's enough within an hour drive of me that you could go to one every day of the week. Okay. But okay. I don't know that I'm gonna do that well you know you know there are dudes that do that <laughs> mo- mo- most, from one to the next yeah most of the vendors at the two that i go to like they're at both like they they, yeah, they yeah. just have a, a a van full of shit and that's there, that's there the are parties that do like what bricklink does except with like you know here's a a fucking beverly hills cop vhs tape and <laughs> a, a fucking full house dvd and, oh, I got this blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I need to yeah, take more pictures yeah. at the flea market and just post them up on Instagram. Like, yeah, look, I, at this, I look at this wild shit. Wild selfies of just you and the Lego spread out on whatever blanket it is. Because you know it's on a blanket, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's two levels. There's table and then blanket. Blanket <laughs> usually a better deal. Yeah, yeah. Because people, um, people, that's blanket real estate. That's fucking that's. That's probably more so, valuable than table real estate. If we're gonna keep bullshitting, um, <laughs> when, I, when I bought we that, had an agenda when we started, ladies and gentlemen, but like that's out the window. I guess we're still getting to that agenda. 
Um, actually, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a timer like right there, which is nice oh, on the screen. This might be a disc episode. My wife's going to come home. She's going to are you still doing this? <laughs> uh, so that when I bought that, the first thing I bought, I told you, was that uh, Ghostbusters Dimensions Pack sealed up five bucks on this table with a bunch of random stuff. Like, that was the only thing anywhere near toys on there. Yeah. And I only had 20s on me because I had just gone to the ATM before that. And I wanted it's five bucks, and I and I try to pay with a twenty. She's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have change." And I'm like, "Have you, have you not sold enough stuff today to have fifteen dollars?" Or like, did you show up today with a blanket's worth of merchandise without fifteen dollars? I no, I think this person was just somebody who, like, this is all they got. They're going to come here. They're going to sell this stuff, and maybe they can buy some crack later. I don't know. Uh, but we, I had to get some change so I could buy that Dimensions pack. and But didn't have change for a 20. Are, are these are these flea markets you're going to in Jersey? Yes, both of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is, one of them is one of them the fucking Kevin Smith uh, one that I'm somewhat familiar with? Uh What's the Kevin Smith one? I, I it's not Wildwood. It's called uh, Oh God. There's this amazing. I used to listen to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts back in the day, and the the dudes there in Comic Book Men had a podcast prior to that, and they went to. So the one I go to is called Columbus, and it's okay, it's, not that. it's just inside of Jersey, and then the other one I go to is in uh, Lambertville, New Jersey, the Golden Nugget. The nug. Ooh, yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't both of those, but uh, I'm sure the there's so many. Nug- there's, I'm sure I there's mean, tons of <laughs> The nug. All right, we have we have topics. I think. So, <laughs> speaking so, of the nug. Speaking of the nug. So, uh, first of all, I uh, threw together a Brian Brink era. Um, Let's do Chrome tab. Let's do this one. Look out for the duck. Oh, look at you. So if I got to come back over here and yeah, we got us on the side, right? Yeah. Can you do a little zoom? Cause we, we got, we got some empty columns there. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably going to go down too low. Um, let's go with the uh, 90. That's a little better. Yeah, uh, whack. I have to yeah, get rid of all this shit up here. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Money. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I can Money. still look at the StreamYard tab, and and then the broadcast all looks fine. I think. Um, so you people watching this on YouTube who actually like are looking at things, you could probably just ignore this because we'll we'll talk about what this visually means, but it's it's an interesting graphic. Yeah, or, or those of us who are, are listening to this this show. So a few weeks ago, I don't know when, but we had mentioned uh how much shelf space in retail stores like Target and Walmart Lego has and how they have to add and subtract themes according to how much they can put out on a shelf because you can't have a theme and not have it represented on the shelf at Target or else you can't sell it. So 
we were wondering, because uh, it's at some points it seems like they're canceling a lot of themes, at some points it seems like they're adding a lot of themes, but is it relatively equal, the adding and subtracting of themes every year, so that there's always a certain amount of slots being taken on these the retail shelves? So I just quickly, through uh, Brickset and Bricklink, threw together the last 10 years of themes by year. Uh, the ones in the green are the ongoing, some of them being evergreen, some of them, uh, I guess, making their way to evergreen. And they are evergreen at this point, dude. If you have 10 years of history, that's an evergreen theme. Yeah. Yeah. Decade, that's a decade of business you've done. Like the that's the solid. the shortest green one we have right now is is Harry Potter, which has been out for the last two years, but that'll probably keep going. After that, Classic has been out for five years now. There's been things before that have that are basically Classic. In fact, one of them was called Basic. But yeah, uh, Classic as we know it apparently only started around 2015. I, I guess I kind of remember Classic coming out. Because I don't know that there were just plain old brick boxes for a few years before that. In fact, according to uh, my chart here, there weren't. Interesting. So I have all the green themes are the ones that are ongoing. All the red themes are the ones that have ended. And the the white themes are the the ones that are brand new or up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen to them. Or the ones that stop and start, like Toy Story and Jurassic World, where they, they have gaps. Um, so a few things to look at here is that a lot of times uh, the themes conveniently end with another one beginning. The number of themes per year, which is represented by how many rows are on this this uh, this chart here, this spreadsheet, I should say, the number of rows are how many themes are in production per year. And it's relatively the same, kind of goes up and down. And then the more green you see in a column, the uh, the less, uh, what's the word? The less risks, the less uh, the, the more performing, like they continued to perform. The the fewer experiments Lego is willing to to go through with, uh, because if it's a green theme, that means yes, it's it's been going good. Keep it going. If it's a white theme, it means let's try something new, like Overwatch or Hidden Side. So. You see that every year it's about about 20 sets or 20 themes that are in production. It goes up and down. 2015, kind of right after the Lego movie, had the most themes on the shelf in a year. Uh, but there are a lot of single-year themes on here. And uh, Andrew and I were talking earlier about what are some telltale signs of a theme when it's out on shelves that would lead you to believe it's only going to be a one-year theme. Can we tell? Like, I don't know that when Scooby-Doo was out, we had any idea it was just going to be one wave and done. If you don't see any future promotional stuff, then obviously it's going to be slow coming or it's going to end. But how would we have known that Pharaoh's Quest was, was going to be one year? It was an original IP. There was no license to deal with. And... And Dino the year after that, I, these are themes that I wouldn't have thought would just end in one year back then when they were out. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of observations. Like this is, tells a, a super interesting story uh, about 
the company and the, what they put out and our, our hobby as a whole and consumerism. But I think there's, there's a couple of logical transitions, right? Like you look at certain themes end and certain themes start almost immediately, like Hero Factory to Bionicle. That doesn't really seem like that theme's dying out to me. It seems like that's an evolution of the concept that just kind of gets rebranded and moves forward. But then like the, the, First thing that jumps out to me is like, what happened in 2015? Like they were willing to take a lot of risks. They were, they were moving in toys to life. They did dimensions. Bionicle they, came back, classic. Bionicle came back, elves, which was that basically, can we translate friends to boys or to both sexes? So it's like, did that work? Is that a risk that works? They brought pirates back. Which is like a hearkening to our glory days, you know, the the five basic themes or whatever of the the my childhood, my era of childhood. Like 2015 was a, a crazy year for them, and like some of that shit fucking imploded. Toys to Life, Dimensions. Yeah, it, my, uncle, my uncle already is oversaturated. Like that that's kind of done. Like it, elves went on for a while but i i think like there's basically what this this tells me is that all of lego puts in we're we're gonna put out so much stuff the stuff that will continue to make us money is what we will always support and then we'll take risks as we can but like why was 2015 totally different than everywhere else like it's it that to me feels like some sort of business shift like as a whole i think they were able to do more after the lego movie came out they were able to try more themes at the same time i think there was such a boom from the movie that they thought you know maybe we could pull off the toys to life maybe we could have kind of basic themes like um race cars like speed champions came out pirates came out They got the Scooby-Doo license then. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is it, there's a couple of um, sequences, like Ninjago had it ended. So Ninjago is out for two years, and then a Legends of Chima start, which was three years. And then right, right after that ended, Nexonites starts, which is three years. I wonder yeah. what the, the yeah. thing that follows Nexonites is, or if there yeah. is another three-year theme, the starting kind of the, most, the most interesting of this is like Jurassic World starts in 2015. That obviously was a huge gamble, but not really because it's still ongoing. Like So no, Jurassic World is segmented here. It's uh, one year, 2015, and then not again until 2018, which I, I think ah, lines up okay. with the two I movies. Didn't, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's white because it, you it know, I, I don't, I don't call it ending. Gap. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is, if you look at Friends to Elves, Friends was out for three years, and then Elves started right after three years, as if Friends was on the table to be a three-year theme. Yeah. And, and yeah. then Elves was to replace it, maybe. not. I mean, just like Ninjago, if it does well enough, then keep it. But well, it, Friends think, to Elves... Some of this stuff that they put out, they obviously have um, a bigger plan, maybe a three-year plan. Maybe it, this could potentially be an evergreen. And then they have certain themes where they go, dude, how many Scooby-Doo Lego sets can you fucking make? Uh, how big is the cast? Can we split the cast between how many sets? Oh, that's one wave of sets. Cool. Also, Hanna-Barbera 
their only modern day success is leveraging their license for Scooby-Doo and Space Ghost and all this shit that they don't make current content for. So they got no money, but there's a demand. We can encapsulate this in one year. Totally cool. So I think there's like a plan for that where they go like, we're going to put out this. I, I kind of feel like Overwatch is one of those where they go like, we could do this. Maybe we could get two years out of it. But like, if we invest for one, that's fine. Like the Lone Ranger, like they're like, this could be a gamble. This could become a huge film franchise. And then they're like, well, Disney's kind of probably under targeting that. Um, okay. Yeah. Like I would, it, I would say that, that anything that they do, could be on the table for if it does well, we'll keep it going. But yeah, yeah. the way, the way, they, that, they, the way they designed it, money. they're like, fuck yeah, dude, let's make more. The way but, they design it with like how much time it takes to design the sets and get them into production, I, I don't know that they could wait to get results from sales from the Lone Ranger sets before having to already have more sets ready to go for a second wave. So I, I feel like a lot of these are... It's, it's part are, of the problem. Are, one and done on purpose um and even if they like did great and they uh they wanted to make more like it would take a second movie for them to go yeah let's make more because at that point it's too far removed from the movie and i don't think it would work a lot of the uh the movie tie-in ones are one year like the um although i guess you could also say a lot of the movies they've chosen haven't done well like (laughs) there's um uh, where is it on here? The Angry Birds movie. No, I'm uh, talking Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia uh, was yeah, one yes. wave, one year. Lone Ranger, one wave, one year. They, um, they were kind of above and beyond for Prince of Persia because there was a bunch of original molds, including like the wackiest dagger ever. Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, most of the their own movies are, um pretty short-lived because they've been cr- they were cranking out movies so so quickly that uh they had to um kind of end a theme before the next one was coming out uh batman movie does not appear on here because i think it got lumped into superheroes which is okay. just always happening I, I not until i was almost done this that i realized that batman movie wasn't on here because the lego movie's on here the angry birds movie's on here the ninjago movie's on here the lego movie 2 is on here um batman just kind of slipped in there Probably the same years as the Ninjago movie, just two years. Um, and then there's like, you know, Powerpuff Girls I didn't add because they only made two sets, but that was a obviously one and done. Unikitty was one and done. Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of stuff you can kind of just intuitively tell. Like the the well of content is super limited here, both story-wise, fiction-wise, and then as a building toy. Like there's not a lot of shit to do beyond make many figures so what do we have right now in 2019 that that we could to guess the lifespan of like hidden side started this year oh i think hidden side is one and done so the app is trash i've bought one hidden side (laughs) jeff bought one hidden side set and like couldn't even get the app to work it bricked his iphone he had to go to the mac store um (laughs) and, and like all of that like app toys to life let's go yeah there's there's the question for you do you do you think the fact that a theme has an app tie-in uh limits the theme to one year dates it man it's like it's like putting a a fucking myspace top eight 
like it dates your shit to where it's like it's not relevant at all. So they they, they kind of stay by by having an app as part of the theme, it seals the fate of that theme to to a one year theme. Almost immediately. Like it, here's the here, I would equivalent with this. Uh if you pack in DVD cartoon episodes with my Lego sets, that also is gonna guarantee that it probably fails. Um like if it goes beyond the like, here's an awesome toy. If it's like, well, here's a mediocre toy tied in with this other thing. The other thing, nine times out of ten, name ten times out of ten, name one other like extra brick media gimmick that has ever succeeded for Lego. The longest running one has got to be Dimensions, right? Yeah, with Dimensions, Dimensions fucking failed hard, bro. I know, but it did go for three years. It did go for three years. Okay, so that's fair. Fusion is on here. That was just a complete waste of time. Um, I don't even know if you remember Fusion. No, no, Fusion happened so quickly that uh, I also remember, I kind of remember Fusion was like super overpriced. So It I was, yeah, yeah. But it was like, fuck that. Like, So do you think if Hidden Side didn't have the app and all the AR stuff uh, associated with it, that it could be a multi-year theme? I think it would probably not be because Hidden Sides is basically Monster Hunters. Yeah. So, no. It's it's not compelling enough story-wise, character-wise, thematic-wise to live beyond what it is. Like, so, so that, you can tell the whole story of, like, everything's spooky, here's normal shit that turns spooky. It, and maybe if, if you're brilliant, like the Ghostbuster toy designers of Kenner, you can maybe get two, three years. But, like, <laughs> hidden sides? No. One year and done. It, it's done. So going into 2020, we know that architecture, CMFs, creators, Star Wars, Technic, City, Speed Champions, which has proven itself that it's been around for five years now, so I don't think yeah, that's going yeah. away. It's also Idea. really, really solid. Like, yeah. If you're uh, a card I, dude, it's amazing. Ideas, Ninjago, Superheroes, Friends, Disney Princesses, Minecraft, which was kind of on the fence, but it looks like it's still going pretty strong. Uh, Classic and Harry Potter. Those ones all look like they're continuing, no problem. Uh, Jurassic World, I don't know that's going to make it without more movies. Uh, traditionally, Lego's only done dinosaur sets like once every four years. Jurassic World yeah, with, the, feel, with the movies like coming they, out. They'll take a break and then they'll fold back in some other Jurassic Legacy kind of Yeah, because even, uh, even the sets that are out right now, the ones that are just releasing... They're all based on like a straight to DVD Lego Jurassic World movie, I'm pretty sure, or some well, kind of. There's, there's a couple of things. So there's there's the mini spitter one, which, and there's also the the Velociraptor Lab, right? Which is like a the OG one. Oh no, those those are the last wave. I'm talking about the newest wave, the one with the big like uh, the Jeep oh, colored uh, Mecha T Rex and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those I I think Paul said those are all based on some sort of extra media, like uh, not a movie, but uh, like a, a Lego movie, or so like a, a that's a fail on both ends. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I think that's like the this is how we keep the Jurassic World theme going is if even if there's not a movie, and I don't know, there is another movie, or there, maybe there's ten more movies planned. Who knows? But that one maybe keeps going, maybe doesn't. Lego Movie Two. Um, 
I really don't see that having any sets in 2020. Dude, here's here's what I want. They're never going to do this because the dino tax is too high. But if they just put out fucking the dino collector series where they were like, here's all these different dinosaurs in Lego and they cost $18 each and you get like one fig and a shitty base plate thing with 10 pieces. Like, those, I mean, they, they did cool. those. They did that dinosaurs theme, the the terrible brick built ones. Yeah, really, yeah man. Back like, in the day. They, they could do that with like, you know, they're canisters and it's not much. You don't get much beyond the dinosaur itself, but it could happen. I mean, that, it's not, that it's not like it's a license. A thing, like, it's basically take Jurassic Park and take CMFs, put them in one category. <laughs> it's a uh, it's Collectible not like the license stuff where they they can't sell like Star Wars minifigures on their own because it's considered an action figure at that point, and somebody else has the license for Star Wars action correct, figures. Correct. That's not that, the issue that here. Hasbro, Hasbro doesn't want to self compete with their action figure line. Mattel. I don't think knows what they're doing. They should let Lego do this. <laughs> um, and then Toy Story. I don't. I mean, that's that's a, a junior's theme at this point. Uh, yeah, no, not... that's a, that's done. Like that. That feels uh, even the previous Toy Story feels like it was done within one wave. Like, how is there more Toy Story sets now? I yeah, know they're in a new movie, but like. Do you need Toy Story sets? No, you don't. I, I, especially if they're junior sets. And then Overwatch, like there are two more sets coming out that we know of. Um, we've talked a lot on this show about like, is Overwatch an ongoing theme? Is it one and done? Are the two sets that we've seen part of a larger wave that's coming out? And we've only just seen two of it this so far. The hamster ball thing and the, yeah. the other one, the bike dude. Yeah, uh, like, you know, I, I don't know much about Overwatch, but it feels done to me because I was done after the first wave. <laughs> so if Overwatch ends, Toy Story ends, Lego Movie 2 ends, Jurassic World ends, and Hidden Side ends, which is all of the fresh ones for 2019, um, we have some serious open slots for 2020 that uh, I, I don't think know what they're going to do. 2020, those back to basics, dude. Like, right now, City is Space, which is pretty good. Like, I feel like there, there's obviously, like, City always has a wide breadth of things within it. And then there's, like, the themed City line that comes out as well. Yeah. You know, Mounties and fire cops and whatever. Um, yeah, it's, it's police, fire, and then, like, something else. And the something else is, like, Coast Guard. Or yeah. space exploration, or yeah, like or minor, some, or... some sort of exploration. Yeah, so that that rotating slot, I feel like, is really good. It's always. I mean, uh, that's. I mean, that's that's all categorized under city here, so that's not really adding anything. We're still going to get just as much city sub themes. Yeah, but yeah. if we what if I'm we see though, like all all of the the evergreen themes are pretty solid. They're putting out good content. I don't think Lego really needs to fuck around and like do any more of these one and done. Here's Scooby Doo. Like, yeah, well, we're potentially we're seeing five themes that might come to an end after 2019, and then you're back down to. uh, I'm totally cool if I never get a set from Hidden Sides 
Lego Movie 2, Toy Story, you're, Overwatch. You're back down to, if those five go away, you're back down to 16 themes, all of which are like green line on yeah. this for 2020. And that's, um, I wonder what that does to the retail shelf. Like, is it kind of, if you don't use it, you lose it? Like, are they going to shrink a little bit in the Walmart aisle and then have a tough time getting that space back? Are they going to have more sets per theme, but fewer themes, so it still spreads out? What are they going to do? Yeah, I think I think there's tons of growth opportunity. There's a new Star Wars movie coming out. So Star Wars basically gets an aisle for itself as a toy presence when there's a movie year. So you could almost like double the Star Wars line there. Yeah, in fact, um, the one of the points that we've been making on the bracket segment is that uh, there are so many more sets per year put out now than there were in the 90s or the 80s or even the early 2000s. Um, if you look at brick set, it'll show you by year how many entries there are now. That yes, that includes like all the CMFs and includes all the little promotional things. But if yeah, we're yeah. if we're taking it all on the same plane. Uh, the 90s years we've been looking at have had like 100 to 200 sets total. The current years we've been looking at have between seven and 900 sets per year. Would you imagine a world wild, where you, dude. if you want to get every set in a year, you have to buy two to three sets a day, every day, all year? Well, and just, just think about like from the Lego perspective to be able to double to triple your capacity design-wise, manufacturing-wise, fulfillment-wise, distribution-wise, like, that is huge, dude. Like, Lego is killing it, man. They are a fucking super respectable, huge global behemoth. And, and I think they don't need to really adjust their shelf space, per se. And this is all conjecture. Like, what, to, what the fuck do I know? I'm some guy on the internet. Um, but, like, they have an aisle. They own it. They will do whatever they fucking want with it. And whether they need to take risks or not, it seems like they don't. It seems like they've got a bunch of very safe categories that will continue to sell, that people will continually recognize, including yeah. shit that, to me, still feels weird and new, despite it being there for 10 years, like Ninjago. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you were Lego, like, wouldn't you want... 16 themes that have proven themselves and no risks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, isn't, isn't that the goal? Every theme is evergreen and you still hit all the bases. Well, and then you, you talk to old dudes like me that are super nostalgic for when Lego had six themes or seven themes. And when they came out with the eighth one, you were like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it was, I, I think that as long as they continue to put out quality product, I don't really give a shit how it's branded or what it's themed like. And, and my perspective is a little bit skewed because it's also, I look at everything as just parts to begin yeah, with. Yeah, if you look at the parts, um, and it really doesn't matter what packaging they put it in. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless of course, talking about the domino packs. This is like a consumer of a dude who buys a bunch of toys. If you make good shit, that's all I care about. Like it, the times that they've had, like 2015 that has the most releases. I give like zero fucks about most of the shit that they took a chance on, especially including elves where it's like, they kind of gave me sort of what I wanted, which was like dark forest shit. But it's like, nah, it's whack. It's mini dolls. It's not good. 
the the one thing I need to take a picture of tomorrow morning is so you know when you're at the flea market and they have the knockoff like Ninjago or superheroes sets and they're just they're so awful and the build is atrocious and it's just it's, it's like called Ninja and it's got you know it's a Ninjago ripoff and the build is whack and the minifigure is a knockoff of the actual minifigure they had mini doll knockoffs in a little box. I don't even know if there are parts. It might have just been the doll, but they were it was the the legs, the torso and the head, no hair piece and they were painted up printed like a uh, PJ masks or something like that. So they had knockoff mini dolls representing that kids show. Um I got to get a picture of that tomorrow cuz that's that's What is what is this? It's it's of? a it, it's a like a preschool TV show. Okay. Um, Interesting. Basically, take the three out of four pieces of a mini doll and custom print that in in a in an all over deco, and then put that out in a little box with some kanji on it. <laughs> there you go. Solid. Solid. I just but thought yeah, it was funny that they they used everything but the hair. Which you know, because it saves. Half a set. <laughs> I I, I kind of like like the rogue pirate shit when it's like real bad or just like real. We don't give a fuck. Like you know, yeah. There's some of that where like some of that KO Lego shit. Like it's sort of. I I feel the same way about Transformers shit where it's like, oh, you KO'd this figure, but then you replace the head with a panda head. Okay, like. Yeah. Weird <laughs> yeah. enough for did this you, slide by. Did you see the uh, the KO Lego that I found at the Toys R Us in Canada? That um, it was basically the Space Police Three big ship, just really dumbed down. No, I'll have to send you that. Interesting, interesting. Um, that's what they really should do. They should just fucking KO all that vintage shit, reprint the boxes with like reshot photography of their shitty vintage ships. But put the same background as the original box, like try to recreate it as close as possible. I mean, it was kind of a KO. Kind of. I hope I still have it on my phone. All right. Yes, here it is. I'll close this for this phone. I'm gonna try to find a mute button. Ah, here we go. All right. Clutch, you gotta resume you. I have to go pee. Okay. Internet. Well, that's fun. All right, so I just sent that to Andrew, and um, that doesn't help you at all, the listener slash viewer. That was a fun topic, right? That almost takes us to the point in which we can stop recording, but that's not enough because we have two more things we want to talk about. I've uh, been going on Brickset a lot for mainly the research for the bracket. I get all the photos from all the years worth of sets from Brickset because it, it lays it out real nice. The photos right there, I can scroll through them and save the ones I want for a little presentation. And uh, one of the articles that keeps popping up right at the top of Brickset is should classic space return? And normally I, I don't really read Brickset or the articles or the reviews or anything like that, but it's a big classic space logo right at the top of the screen. And uh, it, it tempted me. I clicked it. Now, I didn't read the article yet, and neither did Andrew, so maybe we'll just talk about it in the future. But maybe we'll get some preliminary thoughts on it right now and then go back to what the article is actually about and the points they make next week and we'll get some other people's opinions on it next week but they they're they're posing the question should classic space return 
this is where uh, the lack of a three-man show hurts, right? Because like normally you I, guys could carry it through. I right? carried it just fine. <laughs> so the question I think ties directly to our previous topic, which is like, is there room in that slate for you to fuck around? And there is. Like we could see them go, yeah, we did it with pirates. We if there's yeah, certainly if they're dropping the sixteen green lines yeah. next year, there's totally room to fuck around. They can what, they can what introduce whatever they want. Will your head explode if next year they give you those all those green lines and then they go classic space, classic castle. Here you go. They give you this. They give you a a minifigure pack with Space Police, Blacktron, Neutron. <laughs> they give you a castle pack with Black Falcons, Wolf Pack, and Forestmen. And then they give you a CMF line for both. Oh man, I, I have asked myself this. Damn boys before. everywhere. If fucking everybody just fell on the floor. Like, I've asked myself, like, what does Lego have to put out as a set for me to buy that set, build that set, and display that set? I'm not sure. Like, so far, it's been Ninjago City and the docks and Apocalypseburg, and that's really I, it. Know, like, there's there's so much money making opportunities for them to just fucking leech off of our nostalgia. They could just go. Here's your CMF line. It's a uh, 1986. Here's 16 figures from 1986. Enjoy. If they so that's the thing about the CMF line is they they've been really good about. Imagine they had like 30 waves and each wave was a different theme and then they said okay shuffle them and yeah, then start releasing yeah. like they've been really good about hey if you want a bunch of castle stuff. You've got a solid amount of castle stuff, but you have to have been buying from the beginning. Well, and I think I think that also it's like it hits all everybody, right? Because if, if yeah. there's something for everybody in every they way, they wouldn't want to put out a theme that like next to nobody wants any of it. Yeah, yeah. If they just put out classic space collectible minifigures, me and all my friends would have boxes and boxes and boxes, and then there'd be somebody that'd go to the store and be like, "I don't like the space dudes." It's like, fuck you you got nothing so i i get why they do it um yeah i i don't think we need a classic space line to be honest i feel like there's there's enough parts and wankery for people like me who are into classic space to get something now if paul c was here <laughs> shout out to you paul c pour one out for the homie <laughs> He would be like, well, bro, I, I'm not going to build my own classic space. I would love it if classic space came out, right? That's what he would say. He'd be like, I buy yeah. everything. And I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker, you would. I would too. But I don't think Joe Schmo, I don't think mom shares buying classic space. Mom shares confused <laughs> by classic space. It's like, what is this? What, what, what is the... The, there's blue dudes, there's yellow dudes. Like I, I don't know what this is from a TV What is this, show. Power Rangers? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not gonna resonate. Like they could do an original space theme, but you know what's more exciting than that? NASA. Yeah, you know more, right more relatable. Now? More relatable at the very least. Now? Fucking NASA's out right now. This is as close as they're gonna come, dude. 
Now, I, I don't I, I, I don't know that. Else. This is pretty good, but they're not going to do it, man. They're not going to do it. I don't think I would really. with Star Wars. So Classic Space is before my time. I don't think I'd really identify with, with it as much as I would at an original space IP. Like Galaxy Squad, Alien Conquest. I like Z-tron. them. They come out with Z-Tron? Yeah. Some kind of yeah. mo- modular space system with a with a land vehicle and a big spaceship and some little spaceships. Maybe a base, maybe not. Some sort of conflict, because you can't get away from that. Obviously, a space helicopter. Shout out to the particle ionizer. Um, well, this is this is what's going to happen, dude. They're going to give you Ninjago in space. Yeah, yeah, space Ninjago, where they all yeah, have space colorful ninjas. space suits. Yep, space ninjas. But there will be some sort of spacesuit within that that you could troop build because all the the generic villains are going to be weird space villains. It's going to be great. You'll be fine. Like, they got you, bro. They got I would, you. I would like if they brought back the Skull Gang from uh from Space Police Three as the villain team in a Ninjago Ooh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, I like this. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was Squid Man and Frenzy and and Wrench and the other ones, the yeah, Skull Twins yeah. and all that. And uh, and, well, Squid, and Squid the best one, whatever the forearm dude is, that's Frenzy. And then okay. uh, I think, and then uh, Brick Daddy, of course, just all all those guys. That's that's the villain team in a uh, in the a new Ninjago wave. And then they're in space, and they've got. I mean, basically, they're going to have space cruising vehicles that all have their individual attributes attached yeah, to them. It's a motorcycle. It's a it's a space airplane. It's a space yeah. car. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the do you think the idea of like the you know how the classic not classic but the, the space themes have always been super modular? Do you yeah. think that they would continue the idea of like you could snap different chunks together? I'm trying to think of if really they were. I guess they all were. Yeah, they all had like sections well, of the think, ships I that could be reconfigured. Depends. They all had prison pods. Like well, it was ultimately, it's going to depend on how much of the focus is on trying to keep to fiction versus how much control the actual designers have, which right now it seems like, and I don't watch any of the fiction with Ninjago, but it seems like the sets are really, really well engineered and well designed. And I'm guessing that most of that shit is developed prior to the cartoon. Like it's all happening at once and or the production of the set is happening ahead of time. You think um, they, they say, here's the vehicles, work them into the show. Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah. I think it's like, here's, here's the generic concepts. Like you, you don't get the finished set you get. Cause I, I've seen some of this stuff. Um, we were talking about a Australian LCP. Ryan. Australian, you were supposed to magazine. I don't know the guy's last name. McNaught. <laughs> Ryan Mc- uh, I mean, if that's how it's pronounced, Ryan McNaught, sure, I don't, sure. don't want to uh, take an assumption. So, but he he uh, showed a couple of like concept stuff for set designs, and like they there's prototypes of those vehicles or sets well before like it's even completed. So maybe they get some of that stuff into the show yeah, yeah. 
ahead of time. But like, I imagine a lot of that stuff is happening very intentionally and very planned, you know? So yeah, I, for sure. Um, I feel like classic space, classic space has no chance outside of some sort of shoehorning into one of the evergreen themes, which is they're doing it with city sort of, there's no black drawn obviously, but like an original space theme, I think it's, it's going to need a minute. Like star Wars is your evergreen space. It's had, it's had several years. Like the last thing we saw was galaxy squad. And I thought I that was, there's, that, more that likelihood, was... there's more likelihood of an original castle theme coming out because there is no more Harry Potter fiction outside of fantastic beasts. And I don't think fantastic beasts has more than like one or two movies left. I don't, I don't know. I think the Harry Potter sets are going to continue as classic Harry Potter. Yeah. I think they're just going to still ride off of that. Yeah. Um, that, that made me think, um, so like the big takeaway from this is no classic space shouldn't come back, but, uh, Ninjago should have space police three villains as the next wave. In the next theme, yeah. the next yeah. so it's like, and isn't that kind of what Galaxy Squad was? Come back. I think it. There's a place and a time for it. I don't think it necessarily needs to come back. Like I mean, they put I think cl- they put clutch powers in in Ninjago, which is which is like crazy IP crossover within oh, Lego. Dude, like, the CMF line that's coming out now has a black drone dude. Yeah, like, and it's awesome. Fucking black drone dude. Fucking fuck yeah, dude. I'm all about that. I will buy a bunch of not Blacktron. That one's uh, one. that one's five per case, so it's one of the most common. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> that's excellent. That's super excellent. Because um, that's so, one uh, that I will it, don't, Would you say that Galaxy Squad pretty much was Ninjago in space? Like different yeah, color attractions. Oh, yeah. They've got kind of like robot sidekicks. They're they're fighting this. They have, they this have They've got all, all their own vehicles and mechs and stuff. It kind of already was yeah. like what you could picture Ninja, Space Ninjago being. I, I would say that's accurate. That did seem like Space Ninjago. Now, now that you frame it in that way, especially with the different robot drone dudes with the, the unique head sculpts and whatnot, that, yeah. that feels like a Ninjago uh, villain kind of thing. Oh, we were talking about this earlier. So Pharaoh's Quest was one wave. There's your there's your mummy dude. Um, the current Ninjago villain is this dude, who's a giant snake mummy on fire because you know metal. Um, this is brilliant. Like, and this is this is an example of that that thing where it's like, okay, you got this. You want us to bring this back? This doesn't work on its own beyond one wave. We have this theme where we can do whatever the fuck we want with whatever crazy, wacky storyline needs to carry it because six-year-olds don't give a shit about continuity and storyline. Like, yeah, the next, the next, the next dope, Ninjago wave is gonna be Blacktron. Ninjago versus Blacktron. Yeah, dude, it could be Ninjago versus Blacktron. That nobody would hate on that. I know plenty of children that would just be like, "Yeah, of course." The thing is, can Lego put out Blacktron as like a thing on a box beyond <laughs> one of the 16 dudes inside here is a fascist 
clad in black with a baton? Like, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know in the comments or whoever you reach out to us. Uh, you think Classic Space should return? I should also give a shout out to Daniel, um, uh, a longtime listener of the show and of uh, viewer of my channel uh, from from L.A. Uh, actually was in town and stopped into my store today. So imagine oh, that. Um, gave him a tour of the, the whole store and uh, he said he really likes building up to it. He uh, is going to start commenting so we have some more stuff to talk about and maybe he'll even be on the show sometime soon. So that'll okay, be great. Reach out to me. I, I live in town. So. Well, it's a big it's a big town. Big town. <laughs> big town. Uh, but yeah, like I'm I'm always down to meet new Lego heads in the in the areas. So uh if you're a fan of the show, obviously you're you're a fan of this nonsense. So uh, totally. And check right, out, listen I, to Bricks and Beer if you don't like, already. That's a yeah, I guess hype. Um I I think that's like a an interesting two part conversation too, because it's here's the facts, here's the data, and then here's this sort of philosophical question about, you know, do you want, of course, like, I, I feel like this is the same thing that happens in, like, all fandoms, which is, like, do you want the ultimate fan service? And the answer is always going to be yes from the fandom, but I think there's sort of this objective truth to where, like, maybe you don't. Maybe that's gonna ruin everything. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Lego could ruin a theme, being that in the end it's all just parts and you can do whatever you want? So Jack Stone is reviled. <laughs> well, what do they ruin with Jack Stone? Like city. Spider-Man? The company, the company, the company. is whole. <laughs> um, City. Uh, the Technic action figure. The Technic action figure will never come back because they dumbed it down to Jack Stone and that was terrible. Um, You're comparing the Jack Stone figures to the Technic figures? Well, they're not minifigures. They no. were like trying to be action figure-esque. But now they got they got the big figs. Now they got that Hagrid, yeah, some kind of yeah. abomination. They got uh, they got all kinds of things going on now. The, the Technic figures never come back, bro. That's one. That's one where it's like, dude, I'd rather have the Technic figure back than a classic space theme. Hundred percent. You just want the helmets and the visors and the Technic figures. No, I, I want the whole thing. I want the whole new. Have space. you seen what you could do with the foot once you remove the foot? <laughs> Dude, the hands. The hands are so good. Do they come out? Uh, if you if you don't want to put them back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our bracket. Um, this is the first time you've been voting on the bracket, which will be nice. Uh, I'm gonna do a little Usagarin share, and we're gonna take a look at the two years. This is gonna be a good one too, because because I'm an old man, and this is old man nostalgia versus uh, I guess like. It's, it's 2013? Uh, yeah. First, we're looking at 89, and then we're looking at 13. Okay. So 13, so 13 is not of recent history, but it feels like new Lego to me. 
Now, let me tell me, does this is everything showing up good right. for you? I so, won't be able to see the broadcast screen. Okay, so Fabuland, I'm seeing some Fabuland. I'm seeing yeah. three, six, seven, six. It's a yeah, terrifying yeah. playground. That's uh, so Fabuland. That was a, a thing in this year. I mean, it was in many years, but it was in this year. So there's an example of Fabuland from that year. There's only 10 photos for 89 because there's probably only 103 sets for 89 or something crazy. Okay. You had some oh. uh, Castle Joust here. So and- good, dude. So good. So, so many things about this are awesome to me. Um, number one, it's, a, it's an introduction of a shit ton of new pieces. You get the horse cow things. I love that there's. And the barding, you get you got the barding. Yeah, yeah, you get the and there's an adaption of a classic space piece for the roof, the canopy. Yeah, which is a futron piece, so it's like this great cross pollination, but it works perfectly. Um, fucking dude, like you've got you've got all the shields basically for all the factions. It's so good. This they give you so much in so little here. It's super effective. The tree is great. The joust works. Like I, I dude, I'm gonna fucking just gush about all the shit from '89. All right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, okay. This is Forestman. I yes. I can never tell Forestman and Dark Forest apart. So my apologies. Forestman, Forestman is the OG. Uh, this is the biggest Forestman set. But it, it's not the best. So the, what I do for one, what I do for this is I, I sort by number of parts descending, and then I just kind oh of yeah, take the oh biggest yeah. set from every theme. But all when all it, the Forceman sets came out in one year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Forceman to me is amazing because you got all these castle dudes in the previous years, and then they went, "We're giving you a whole brand new faction with an entire new everything." Like there's new branding, there's also a new headpiece, and all the dudes have bow and arrows. Which like in the previous castle shit, you'd get like a bunch of swords, two axes, and maybe two dudes with bows, and maybe one of them had a quiver. And, and this was like everybody got the fucking shit. You also got the printed target piece, which was unique at the time. Um, it's fucking great, dude. Forceman, Forceman to me is awesome like it's robin hood it's fucking great it's 1989 yeah we had some uh buddy. imperial yeah buddy guards i always forget which ones which um the blue ones uh this is like el dorado fortress i think it's called yeah yeah so 1989 again like it's amazing the raised base plate is fucking amazing everything about that photo to me is perfect. It's it's Lego marketing at its finest because it's like all the backgrounds are super moody. They give you the world, but then the set is just there. Like you don't need much more than the set. It's so also, as a kid, you could have this set and you would see everything that was like in that image. You the angle and the, the way it's framed also makes the sets of this era seem so much larger than they actually are. Like they did yeah. a really good yeah, job yeah. of capturing it where you're like, it's, it's, it's endless. It's huge. It's the biggest set ever. And back then sets weren't that big. Well, and dude, look at this. So it's one image. It tells an entire story. The captain and his first mate are coming to invade the fortress. Nobody knows they are coming. Nobody is looking at them. They're all fucking off. The 
the fucking the, captain the, the, of the, the government, the government, the government is drunk off his ass. <laughs> and the other dude is supposed to be operating a crane. Like they're all fucked up, and the, the pirates are coming to fuck shit up. Pirate Lego pirates at its best, dude. Like every pirate set had some sort of ridiculous, and this is all pre Jack Sparrow. It was like, yeah, just we're gonna fuck shit up. We're gonna. Ju- Jailbreak out of shit. Like we're gonna steal stuff. Like it's fucking awesome, man. I think it's interesting. There's there's not a uh, imprisoned pirate in this one. Like I mean, you can imprison a pirate, but in this shot, they're just the two pirates. Maybe they just jailbroke, or they're sneaking. I don't know if they're coming in. They're they're going to end up in that jail. They're going to fuck this up. Uh But (laughs) right now, they're kings of the world. (laughs) Next, we have a. when you think of a pirate ship, you think of this one. 89 so, was the first year for pirates. I mean, it's amazing. I never had this. I got the Skull's Eye. Um, I got the Forbidden Island, which is the mediocre island fortress playset. Uh, it's it's kind of the wackiest of pirate sets, but it gave you everything in the world. Um, I think this ship is cool. I think... The skull's eye is infinitely better, but goddamn, dude, you brought pirates to the world, like, and you you brought multiple island fortresses. You told all these stories. It's it's great. It's it's awesome. It's and and you can't not mention the fact that this gave us the first faces that weren't just the classic smile. It also gave you the first fucking monkey. Like, <laughs> Fucking amazing! It gave you, yes. it gave you the parrot. It gave you the monkey. It gave you the shark. I wonder what percentage of the parts in this set were like just brand new brand that year, like never, all, never, all made the pieces. never made anything boat before. The holes, the masts, the rigging, the sails, the the tri corner hats, the uh, the anchors, the monkey, uh, the anchor. The yeah, like there's so much shit that fucking. This is like Lego stepping their game up yeah this this is the kind of set where this came out you wouldn't have been able to use the lego you already owned to make anything like this this was like uh you got to buy this ship if you want to have a ship or else your ship's gonna look like shit yeah but and the rigging like all of it but then you could also get sort of like these these in-between things you know like here's enough pirates here's enough sort of shit like there was the the shitty raft that came out the next year, I think, yeah. with the second wave. That was like, here's enough for you to fake a ship. Like, <laughs> uh, next, uh, city or town back then. Eighty nine was not a good year for town. Like, this is the biggest yeah. town set, and like, there weren't many in general. Now there weren't many sets total that I year, but for town, town, terrible. town was it's like so an in between year. So this, this, um, you know, this is the Coast Guard one. At the time, yeah, that hurts. This is uh, this is more of uh, town for that year. Was this yeah. little, and the bike uh, had come out prior, right? Uh, maybe it would have been pretty, pretty new still. I don't know if it was brand new, but this is you know, this doesn't do much for me. It's all right. I, li- I like this classic stuff. Um, the light system Ooh. was out that year. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that, that also included the rescue helicopter? Yes, the helicopter, this one, uh, Space Police, and 
probably something else. But this is the oh, one. Uh, oh, I, you spoiled it. <laughs> we'll get in there. There's only 10 photos for this year. Look, there it is. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, this is gonna win over whatever year. You so I've always, I've always said I prefer Blacktron One over Blacktron Two, but I prefer yeah. Space Police Two over Space Police One. I, I agree, but the Space Police won the the medium set, whatever that is. The one with the light and sound, yeah. No, no, no the even smaller version of that. The, uh, the, the uh, yeah, cell, the interdictor cruiser, the the little ship with the little wings that folded out from underneath. Yeah, yeah, with the little hidden guns that folded out. Yeah, um, yeah. the Carter did an update on that one. Sewer? it's it's a generic space name. Uh, the Galactic Mediator, or some nonsense. Maybe that's this what this is. Um, uh, yeah. Either way, Carter's yelling at us right now. Oh, it, all my friends are yelling at us. They're like. Dude, uh, but anyway, like it's brilliant. Like original designs, there's there's some new parts, but there's not really anything beyond like visors or really like there's not much that changes except it's a whole new world. They they give you all this new theming. They give you this whole new story. It's like it's a colorway of everything that kind of existed before. I guess light and sound is new. Light and sound didn't yeah, do yeah. for me, though. Like, the light and sound helicopter did more for me than uh, having it in any of the space shit. The space shit yeah. was always designed first, which was like theming and elements. And I guess you got a uh, you got the new um, two by two round telescoping kind of column bits. Two by two round telescoping column bits. They uh they look like this. Hold on, I gotta go back to you. Oh yeah, the space stand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You should have said the landing gear. The the one the thing that there's a hundred of on the bottom of this. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, th this is ooh. what Technic looked like that year. It was very much in the the Technic brick era. Uh, but it also had, it was in the pneumatics era, so there's just hoses and pumps everywhere. Pneumatics were these pieces I got in, like, flea market lots as a kid, and I had fucking zero idea what they were, how they were used, or when they came from, but I had a bunch of them. Are you, are you ready for uh, confession time? Go for it. I've never owned or used a lego technic pneumatic anything beyond a lego pneumoti as like a, a mecha joint piece i've never actually oh, yeah. used it as like a pneumatic. well that's that's like the only surviving member of the pneumatic family yeah, the yeah. T -joint. Like, i've never owned any of the tanks i've never owned any of the stuff i've never fucked around with any the of the tanks it. the tank i never owned a tank but the tanks are super cool yeah i mean it's it's really rad it seems awesome but i remember as a child and looking at the shit and just being like yeah that's not for me that's like some engineering shit i'd much rather find out about the the space bad guys and the fucking robin hood dudes and all this other cool shit um i also felt like the marketing at that point was like here's a bunch of cool fiction for you child 
And then here's super cool 13 year old with his Technic build. And I was like, fuck that guy. So that's, um, that's 89. All right. Beautiful year. Uh, I think the images are, they're, they're, good representatives of those themes but i think forestman and castle that year there's so many hits that it's yeah so i i mean i try i try to pick the biggest one from every theme to kind of level the playing field and, and just try to i try to hit every theme that was out there not necessarily the best set of each one i also throw these together pretty quick the problem yeah, with yeah, the newer yeah, years yeah. is just there's just so many a, a sloppy, so many things to hit yeah. so this is 2013 now um we've got the palace cinema we've got the horizon express which is the first of two sets to give you the green brick separator okay that's it's a ooh, that's a that's a great one, that Sydney Opera House. Sydney Opera House coming in at uh, a lot of money with the the blue 48 by 48 base plate. Nice and tasty. Uh, the Winter Village Market. Neither of us care about these, so I'm just blasting through them. This would be yeah, all bag right here. I'm, I'm familiar with all of these, but none of them give me that like really crazy reaction. The, the Opera House, I think, is a really well-executed set. It, if it comes with that base plate that only comes in that set, Right? It only comes in that set? Um, I think it might have appeared in, like, an education set or, like, a Lego table or something like that. But other than that, like, this is the most modern way of getting it. Okay. I, I don't know where I got this from. So I, I'm assuming it comes from that set. I mean, uh, it, it, it's in this set, the 48 by 48 blue. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is, like, but, you know, it's if, if they give you... That I feel like that's enough of a game changing thing, but then you just look at the set and you're like, Well, if you yeah. also, if you take and keep in mind, uh, Palace Cinema here gave you the red 32 by 32. Oh, like, okay. one, of the, one of the only ways of getting that. So, this is a year for base plates, yeah. Um, well, and it's it's also like it's this is the year of kind of like you know, this is AFOLs infiltrating the system. Like, you, you look at that pa- Palace Cinema set, it's like, Here you go, adults. Here's here's fucking what you wanted. You want a movie theater? You might done in a modular adult way. Bang. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll make a new color wave apart for you. The train, same thing. Opera house, same way. Like, it, it, I feel like this. This is uh the the real interesting thing is like what what you've highlighted so far between the two years. Eighty nine is very much for children outside of that Technic set. Yeah, like all of the shit you've shown me is like four. Adults. Well, I mean, they're they're in like set number order, so yeah, the size of sets. Like, obviously, the adult market is far yeah. more the focus in 2013 than it was in 1989. So, I think the Winter Village market's probably one of the weaker Winter Village sets, and that I, I think the uh, the standalone buildings that you can kind of combine have a a heavier weight than this like cluster of little shacks that this one yeah, is. Yeah. I also feel like that carousel's pretty whack, dude. Is there there's you get like a buggy, a horse, a horse, and a buggy. Yeah. Whack. Whack. Uh there's two UCS sets every year. So we had the Ewok Village. Trash. Trash. You you can't and, call uh, all and, set. and we had like the second edition of the X Wing. Which is Okay. 
I, I, not, I, like, I like to point out when it's like a remake or a reissue or something like that, just to just to get the facts out there. So this is the second. I mean, technically, it's a different X-wing. It's not the same X-wing. This is a particular X-wing. The last one was just an X-wing, but it is the second time we saw the X-wing in in UCS. And the Ewok Village is new, and it's it's the playset. Like, there's three things that UCS can be: a sculpture, a ship, or a playset. And this is a playset. Sorry, I'm trying not to grishel too much. Um, so I think the Ewok is garbage. That's hot trash. That was that was Andrew. That was the deepest cut right there. What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> the grishelling? There, there is zero percent of the viewing and 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 listening audience have any there, idea what that means. There's one dude in Canada who knows what I'm talking about. Uh, for you audio listeners, this is grishelling. <laughs> this is me touching the Lego. Are you talking about those? those are you talking about those couple of mom shares that used to run that all sorted show? <laughs> Um, Those so two anyway, dudes are they're human mom shares. Yeah, I was trying to uh, grab a part from the original UCS X-wing, but I think it's in a build. Is it um, the uh, is it the flower pot in dark gray? Ala flower pot in old dark gray. Fucking called it, <laughs> which was unique and still is to that one set. And I feel like this is a lesser version of that. And keep in it, mind, folks, I can't see if Andrew is holding anything up. I can't see it. I just knew the part he's talking about. He didn't even see the drawer of cones as I was grishelling. Um But I, I feel like this is, it's okay. It's, it's probably slightly more on model. It feels a little stubby, a little short to me. That original UCS X-Wing, I feel like is pretty good. It's probably one of the best UCS sets they've ever put out. Wow, that's that's saying a lot because that's year one for UCS. Well, I mean, it came with the the windscreen, it came with the scallop pots. It also like fucking looked great, looked awesome. This, mm-hmm. eh, you know, um, but it, it, this is also the year that they put out the Ewok Village, which is fucking hot trash. So there's that. Uh, we also got the uh, Tower of Orthanc, which is also hot trash. It here's the thing, like. What you really want for the Tower Orthoc is the the fucking AFL build that's nine feet tall that looks <laughs> super awesome. Except nobody has room for that, and nobody has the the seven thousand dollars or whatever that's going to cost. So you get this, which is kind of like the Ewok Village, which is the super neutered version of this. How much was this? Uh, two hundred. 180, 200. It wasn't that bad. It doesn't look good. You don't get what you want. Like, I want at least one other tree, dude. This looks like an exercise in unphotographable griebling. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not, <laughs> it's not horrible, but it's, it's not great. Like I feel like that's the thing. Like you look at you look at all the other April sets that came out this year. You look at the modular, you look at all this shit, and then you look at this and you're like, ooh, that's it's kind of rough. But also like what are you gonna do with Lord of the Rings? Like I don't know. I, I don't know that this even intersected too much with the with the, the theme. It might have been just like a a year later or a year before it was it was kind of on its own, kind of like um 
the sea cow from Lego movie was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was one of those where it was like both obscenely expensive and it wasn't like really attached or timely in any way. It was just like, here's a mediocre version of a thing you really want that would cost a whole lot of money, but we dumbed it down for you. Yeah. So we get um the second edition Arkham Asylum, which uh hmm, I don't know that it's the best one. It's it's it, probably not the best one. It's not hateful, but it's really shallow. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it, it it might even be the smallest of them. Like the the Lego Batman movie one is pretty huge. Yeah. And the, uh, the original not, one. I mean, you can have something like the Palace Cinema come out that's like, it, granted, it's super expensive, but it's super heavy and rich with parts. Not to say that this isn't. I mean, this one was 160, I believe, when it when it came out. So it wasn't it wasn't cheap. It was a big set. It just uh, I don't know where it where it sunk all its pieces because it's not great. Well, there's there's color striping in there. Anytime you have that, that's a fuck ton of parts. They you know? sunk like, a lot of parts I, I into see, the gate, it looks like. Yeah, I see the depth of parts there. It's just like, this is this is kind of like um, similar to like what I experience all the time, which is like, people look at the shit I build, and they're like, well, how much would that cost? And I'm like, well, it's eight times as dense as a normal Lego set, plus there's some weird engineering tricks in there to achieve this. It's fucking a thousand dollars versus the 10 that you were expecting so it's yeah it 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 looks really solid it looks really well done it's just very very small Mm -hmm. very very shallow you get a very well detailed facade and you know it's not necessarily anything wrong with a facade if you're an adult collector and you want to put it on the shelf a facade might be the best answer it's doesn't take up uh, much shelf depth yeah. and you can just display figures in front of it. And it's a great wall. Basically, if you don't care about the dollhouse aspect of it, then you win. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the gate to nowhere is definitely like a compromise though. It, it, it kind of, like, you know what this feels like? This feels similar to the classic castle stuff, except like they're, the world that gave you for that kind of like open air theme seem more imaginative than me being like, what do the other parts of Arkham look like? Yeah. It's beyond this gate. Oh, the house, the mansion, what's in between a whole bunch of carpet. <laughs> uh, Master Builder Academy was going and it, it actually went for three years. Um, according to the thing we were looking at earlier, I'm, I forget which, year was the first or the last year i don't know where 2013 falls but uh nba was a a thing you could get in the mail and i don't think anywhere else i just let it pass me by i didn't ever have any of these but it was a big talk in my lug all about these kits coming out and showing you different techniques and stuff i don't know it was it was an idea yeah, uh, this this is completely like off my radar. I, I'm vaguely aware of some of the sets. The the marketing seems cool. Um, I, I I feel like the thing is though, where it's like Legos teaching you how to Lego, and it's like, why don't you just sell me the Lego? And 
the Lego will teach me how to Lego. I don't need to be like explicitly like. Well, I don't know that the Lego can Lego. teach everyone how to Lego. I think that's true, some but like, I will never not, go past if, it. If, creator, if creator's gonna fail you, hmm. Master Builder Academy is not gonna help you anymore. Yeah. It, there's there's a mini. Maybe that maybe this is like this is a very small scale predecessor to Creator Expert. Yeah. Which creator expert is fucking legit, and it, it, I I think uh, here's the problem. Like they try to do all the shit where they go like, here's a prepackaged theme, here's Star Wars, here's a collectible thing, here's a palace cinema, and then they also go like, oh yeah, and we make an educational toy. Here's the educational part, and it's like those two things can coexist as wants. But then they try to like sort of bring this like sexy marketing budget to the here's just the paint. And I'm like, get that fucking out of here. I don't want to pay five more dollars for your bullshit. <laughs> just because it came in a really nice box doesn't mean I'm paying more for these parts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, like there's some designer that spent a bunch of time making some instructions. So I'm never going to read for some alternate models or something. I'm never going to build. And like, that all costs money. There's there's a reason why it costs more. I get that inference, but like, fuck it. It's not for me. Pass. Hard pass. Uh, the Imperial Hotel was out for architecture, which is one of the largest by part count architecture sets. Okay. I'm not real familiar with it. It looks interesting. It definitely looks uh, a fully architecture-y. Uh, also, uh, if Paul was here, he'd love this one. The Marina Bay Sands was only available in that country. Maybe even Thank only at know. that. I think it was only at that resort hotel, whatever it is. Um, only sold there. Paul parted one to get, I forget if he parted it together or actually broke down and bought the official one, but he's got one on his shelf. I don't think it's. Like legitimate, I think it's it's everything but the printed tile for Marina yeah. Bay Sands. Well, like you don't you don't need the printed fucking tile. Like especially it, especially it's, it's on his shelf. Like, no way he's seeing that tile. Well, here's the thing. So like, this is the beauty of Lego. This is the beauty of Lego that's always been there for me. It's like, here's a thing that you can't have, but you can build your own. Cool, got it. I'm like, you don't need that printed tile. It's also like, okay, it's the Marina Bay Sands. It's a fancy hotel. All right. Next. The, uh, what is this called? The city home, city house, something like that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I always thought this was a really nice looking creator set. I, I think creator is the ultimate answer to all the fucking commonplace comments about Legos over specialized. I just got a box of bricks. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, look at this. You want a box of bricks? It's vaguely I, themed so you can build a house, but you can build a spaceship, whatever the fuck you want. This is you to, me, to me, this is the last of the really nice looking creator houses. Like they in the well, mid they, they, started, they, they had a really lot of really nice dude. looking houses and this is like the last one to come out. Yeah. I, I, there's so much about this for me to love. Just, I, I love the creator line. I feel like that's one that like I need to spiritually support. 
But like the brick built tree, they could have compromised. They could have given you something else, but they're like, you know what? More bricks for you to fuck around with. I think so. I just like the the solid window wall, the the whole glass wall look to yeah. it. Yeah. It's it, modern. I like it. Like it's it's pretty cool. I like the deck. I like the little car. You know. What do you I don't get like the little car. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't like that car. A little little car. That yeah. car's bullshit. <laughs> uh, EV three came out. If Try. that means anything to anyone. Nope. Garbage. Uh, drug boat came out for friends. Oh man, I have one of these. This is the Friends Dolphin Cruiser. It's the uh, first big ship. They've had several ships since then, but this is the big, a big ship for for Friends. Yeah, um, Friends is killing it, dude. Like new parts, new colors, new fucking shit. Interesting stuff. Capitalizing I mean, on a market that people didn't think was going to be there. Can you really I mean, complain about getting this much flat silver flex tube? Like, come on. In a friend set? Come on. Or, or fucking two dolphins in two colorways? They could have bitched out and just given you one color dolphin. And been like, and it's it's a new dolphin. It's not the 90s dolphin. It's the new friends dolphin. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, fucking great. Friends is awesome, man. Also, they're simple, but these speakers on the side are awesome. Yeah, it, there's a lot actually going on with this set. Like, it's pretty dense. You know, it's, I would say it's maybe debatably better than the shitty pirate ship we looked at in 1989. It's using the same generic or same basic concept for the hull, but like, there's so much it's, more it's going on here. Yeah, there's, there's more going on inside of this ship than the inside of any pirate ship they've put out. The pirate ship yeah. is all about the outside of it. This one's all about the inside. Right. Uh, the limited edition crawler came out for Technic. This was the the winner of the contest of design what the top of this Technic thing should look like. And then they made 20,000 of them. And they still command pretty good money. But, wow. uh, you know, it gave us a lot of Technic and dark blue, which is nice. It's a cool design. The uh, oh, mobile okay. mobile crane Mark II came out, which uh, the bigger that the biggest Technic sets are the ones that go up in value. Anything smaller than that, and it's pretty worthless. Like you can't part out small Technic sets; it's just not worth it. But the you big mean black Technic uh, pins aren't worth anything. Yeah, it's very watered down with pins and bushings. Um, this gives me the same feels that the Technic set from nineteen eighty nine gave me where it's like pneumos and shit where i'm like wow this is super complicated and not for me but it's awesome like i'm in awe of it it's pretty fucking rad it's big biggest shit i'm sure it costs a lot of money oh yeah even more now uh we got one of the one of the first like annual everything happening downtown lego sets um this is the first one in recent history that I remember, and it seems they've been doing one a year every year now. This is the one that had the statue and the crane and the bus, and and yeah. that's that. That's cool. I like it. I, I feel like City continues to get love all the time, and you know, at this point, I guess 2013, this was the first time they really did this, where they gave you kind of like fucking the whole shebang. Yeah. The newest one being that one with like the big donut shop and the, also a crane. 
they either have a, a statue or a fountain. There's always a crane and some vehicles and some buildings. That's yeah. fun. The yeah. one a couple of years ago or two, three years ago had that um that uh the future on and green guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. And then the coffee chain, which was like an IP from the Lego movie that they brought into a regular Lego city, which was nice. Um, Chima. Chima's had the big old Chima set that year, which, man, I've had way too many of these come through my store. This is the yeah, big old Chima's lion great. castle. Chima, Chima feels like one of those themes to me, like Ninjago, where it was like, you could just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, we gave you the base of, like, it's Thundercats. It's all you need. <laughs> Go, go do whatever you want. Um, this set is hot trash, though. Like, yeah, I mean, cool. most of them are. But, yeah, well, when you get into the the sort of, like, freeform idea sets, I feel like Ninjago pulls off bigger original sets better than any of their bigger original themes have. Like, this is, it, it's almost kind of like, this exposes the same weakness as uh, the Black Seas does. Where it's like you're you're scaling that budget up as hard as you can to have as big shelf presence and as big of an exterior kind of view. But it's it's totally unfurnished and unfinished. Yeah, it, it's very skeletonized and very like it's it's stretched too thin. Um, because some of the Chima sets that came out this year in this line were fucking amazing. Uh, the Legend Beasts also came out this year, right? I forget. I know the Legend Beasts were instrumental in distributing like the new teeth plates and like Mixel joints to the masses yeah. outside yeah. of Mixels themselves. So if the Legend Beasts came out this year, that kind of like negates how much of a fucking hot trash and a mess this set is. Um, so it's like I, I, I kind of like I'll forgive a lot of this shit because of that, because I know the other Chima sets were good, but this is fucking horrible. <laughs> I kind of like the Spiders and the Scorpions, which I think was the year afterwards, because their mm. their sets seemed a little you know, more detailed and creepy. Oh, like, as a minifig dude, Chima gave you some fucking great shit. The Spiders, the Scorpions, the Snakes, well, I guess the Snakes are Ninjago, but they all kind of like, you know, blend into weird animal people for me. Yeah. Uh, Castle? was out that year very briefly i think this is was the the one year castle where it yeah, didn't have castle the year before and it didn't have castle the year after it feels it feels like too little too late too isolated like this seems super junior to me and i don't know if yeah. it's like the red and blue just the colors might make it the proportions it's super chibi you look at that little fucking uh or that's supposed to be battering ram, you know, cart. It's like it looks like a Super Mario video game thing. It doesn't. It doesn't feel epic. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you know, I think it's just. It's really squat. Everything here is really squat, and again, thin and unfinished. Um, you know, I'd, you know, what I'd rather them do. They lose those two towers in the back, and they fucking up the height and the the presence in the front. Yeah, it's like it, this might be one of those things where, like, as a child, this seems way more cool in three dimensions, and then that child looks at that Arkham set, and it's like that's fucking terrible. But I feel like this kind of has that same problem as the Arkham set, where it's like 
overall, it seems it doesn't seem really waffly to me. It seems it seems really dense. It just seems it fucking underwhelmingly small. Like and uh, this this yeah this was a one year theme. This particular round of Castle, uh, it had a two year theme like a few years before that, but this was totally isolated. There were there were plenty of other sets, so it's not like um, you didn't have more to beef out the bad guy faction. They had a they had a big red dragon too. The bad guys had a dragon in this in this theme, but uh, in Got here, I, I don't know this 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 castle isn't for me. I, I would choose it, most it, other it, castles it, over this. Proportion to that, dude. It's like, oh man, it's just it's or painful. The, uh, the, the throne the throne here, right on the edge of this plate. Yeah. The whole thing feels super constrained. It, it feels like they were wanting to do more, and I would definitely want to see the more that then became this. Uh, Ninjago had an interesting year. Um, it was kind of light. We had uh, the Stone Warriors theme, which I think was a fairly forgettable wave for Ninjago. Yeah, the, I, the I have a of light. printed dish from the top of that dude's head. And um, yeah. that's the only thing I give a shit about out of all this. Like, doesn't the bad guys do nothing for me? Yeah, I, I, like I said, the Stone Warriors <laughs> wave to me was very forgettable. And there's no there's no real new parts in this, right? Like those dragons at the top have been around forever. They've been around. Um, all, all the weapons have been around forever. The 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 flexible uh, color core blades here, I think, were new for that. But they've been using them in things ever since then. Um, and, and like, not enough, dude. You can't give me four new parts, which is really one new part in four color ways and be like this I think you got some new way. pearl gold in this like these uh these four by four wedges you got a bunch of them in here and I don't think they ever appeared in pearl gold before that not that they're particularly exciting but yeah those, it's, those it's, were... not, it's not enough to drive any sort of excitement towards this and then thematically I look at this boring static fucking shit and I'm like yeah fuck yeah. that they you were know, a, you know, compared to Eldorado Fortress dude that that single photo of El Dorado Fortress has so much shit going on. You do you think? This, do you think that has to do with the way they take their promo shots now? The promo shots now are like laid all out on the table, so no one can say that's not what I got. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's. They don't want consumer confusion of oh my god, I thought you were going to actually transport me to a pirate world. Um, I, I only get X, Y, Z. I want to know that he comes with the hood and the helmet. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's fucking terrible, dude. It's trash. All right. Next. What else do we got? Galaxy oh. Squad. Okay. So some of my favorite minifigures ever have come out in this theme. Some of my favorite parts, the egg part, I think it's really good. I think this... This is as close as we were ever going to get to classic space. In the Ninjago in space. Um, that being said, I don't think there was enough to really, like, do much more. Like, the helmets are good. The aliens are good. The robots are kind of okay. 
there's there's not a I whole see what lot. You're saying. Like this, this needed to be part of an, uh, a bigger story. Like if this was the Ninjago wave, it would make sense. And then we move on from it. But yeah. The yeah. fact that it's on its it's own, like, like, where else is it going to go? You could just look at this. Just imagine this as a Ninjago set makes total sense, right? Yeah. yeah. But as a standalone theme, you're like, it's not, it's not really enough. And for me as an AFOL, the new parts weren't mind-blowing enough. And the nostalgia factor wasn't there. So it was like, ah, you know. So it's it's good. It's good. It's this is I actually think this is probably where Lego tried the hardest to bring classic space back. And I know for a fact that Mark Stafford worked on this, who isn't a full, who obviously has a huge fucking respect for classic space and you know all of the other nostalgic themes that go along with that. But it's like I don't think we needed this. I, I'm glad we had it. It, it it's great. It the parts catalog expanded. It gave me all this new shit. I I don't think it did what it was supposed to do. Maybe maybe not. Um, the uh, I think the third third edition uh, gunship was out this year. This is like the most modern and probably the the most well-liked of the Star Wars gunships. You notice I didn't really show much Star Wars this year because uh, there wasn't really anything that jumped out at me. I mean, there's the two UCS sets, neither of which were great. And then this is a pretty well-liked gunship. Uh, this is not the one with the greatest nose decal graphic ever, though. So... What, what the, the Twi'lek and the, the Clone Trooper armor? Yeah, and then Salacious Crumb on the other side. Dropping bombs. Yeah. Uh, It's good. It's clean. It's just, it's underwhelming. I feel like most Star Wars sets are underwhelming. Yeah. This is, to me, this is is the tits too far apart Padme set. Yeah. If you look at the printing, you're like, um, why are they so far apart? Well, you know, because fanboys. Um, Space bras. Yeah, Gaffer. Um, uh, superheroes oh, wasn't that great either, but the, Ooh. I mean, the set's pretty bad. But if you look at it from a minifig standpoint, like there's three figures here that have haven't been done since. God, it's that's that tells you everything you need to know about Marvel superheroes, or or Lego superheroes. Is here? Here's what you're paying for: three minifigures, and you're paying a premium. For them to come with a terrible, terrible aerial item and a terrible, terrible building facade. <laughs> Rough. And uh, <laughs> TMNT was out this year. The Shell Razor came out, one of the only sets to have the red trash can in it. If it's not the only set. I love me some Ninja Turtles. So this is, you, you made this one surprisingly more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Because I, I I was like, oh, 89. You put 89 against anything. But I've always wanted some Lego Ninja Turtles, man. And this and is it, this it is Nickelodeon Turtles. This is before the, the movie Turtles, which also got their own sets. We yeah, yeah. which I, I feel like these reflect more the cartoon Kevin Eastman, you know, 
era shit. The movie turtles look like bizarre. Um, all the sets that these came with were terrible, and the price per part was terrible, and the weird Nickelodeon bad guys, like that jacked up Wolverine dude. That's a uh, dog, dog pound. Yeah, you, you got dog pound. You got fish face. You got uh the other one. <laughs> the Baxter Stockman was in one. Yeah, yeah. They're um the mutated Doctor O'Neill. It's all coming back to me now. I'm part of that. Most of these sets. It's. I would much rather just have a CMF wave, or or here's the, the Ninja Turtles in a pack. They gave us a lot of olive green, which was good. You know, it, it wasn't hateful, but I wasn't great. Like, I didn't buy any of these sets, like, day one. Oh, man, I have to have this. It was always just kind of like, eh, when I get them, I'll get them. And then I got the turtles, like, immediately somehow. And was like, all right. So. Uh, Lone Ranger movie was out that year. So this is the Constitution. Trash. There's a from- reason that it was there for a year. The sets were trash. The movie was trash. Look at that. Look at that fucking set, dude. That's terrible. You get you get four pieces of a water tower. <laughs> Ronnie Depp. Fuck this and, shit. And I, I'm pretty sure this one was not motorized from the jump. So you had to you had to do the, something to it if you and wanted you, to be motorized. You made, but you made the Disney I, marketing tax on this from a from a Lego train builder and collector standpoint, though the 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 engine and the tender there are like pretty great. The other cars are not great, but those front two cars. Would you, that's, would you rather I mean, just get the engine and the tender without the dumb oval track and that fucking terrible water tower, though? Like, do you I, need the track? Do you need the track? Well, I don't know. I'm not I, a train guy. I from 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 interacting with a lot of customers, uh, if a train doesn't come with track, it, then it's not a train. What do you do with it? Yeah, like uh, yeah. some of the what was it? The one of the holiday trains didn't have track. Or... That's kind of a train problem. Cars, you don't need to track. Spaceships, you're good. If you're a train dude, you gotta have some infrastructure. I, I'm surprised you haven't commented on the rock cluster in the middle. Uh, the dinosaur? <laughs> it looks like some kind of mecha turtle. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It, it, this is awful. I don't. I don't want to look at this anymore. That's. This is hurting my. Oh, soul. too bad. It's the last photo. Oh God, you left 2013 hurting my soul. All right. So in uh, overall, here's your 13. You see all the little thumbnails here. Yeah. And then uh, here's your eighty-nine. So, so what are the number? The we got ten photos for eighty-nine, and how many photos for two thousand thirteen? Uh, six, eight, uh, twenty-five. 24? Twenty-five. Now, it's kind of proportionate because there's probably a hundred sets in eighty-nine and seven hundred sets in twenty thirteen. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure because they didn't have as many themes back then. And I wanted to make sure I covered every theme. So you know, you got your Galaxy Squad, you got your Star Wars, your superheroes, Turtles, Lone Ranger, Castle, Ninjago, Chima, City, Technic, Friends, uh, Creator, Architecture. I mean, it, it's all being covered here. 
Um, okay. So, it's, so it's, I've, it. never, I've never aimed to have the same amount of photos per year. I just, I, I pick them until I feel like I've gotten all the representation. You, you tell me if you agree with this. I'm just going to tell you what I, what I believe if I'm honest and true with myself. Um, so both years, they've done a lot. They, they took risks. They tried new things. They pushed a lot of shit out. 1989, what they pushed out worked for years and years beyond. So them expanding castle, them expanding space, them taking these sort of generic themes and pushing them well beyond. And then they introduced new themes like pirates. 2013, I kind of feel like they just took the same tired concepts and they pushed them further, but they didn't do much. Like, there's some amazing, there's some shit that's there for collectors and there's some really great stuff. Ninjago's awesome. Galaxy Squad was a, was a win. But, like, everything else is kind of mediocre. The Star Wars stuff, the UCS stuff, and... Modulars are great, but it wasn't like, I don't think the Palace Cinema was like, oh shit, the modular game changed. They were just like, oh, here's the next modular. So it's 89 for me all the way. Like, that's just what it is. It's it's going to be that way. You, We could do like one-on-one. We could kind of take like each photo from each year and just put them up randomized. We randomized both pools. We put them side that's, by side. That's an interesting idea. I'm more likely than not to pick 89 every year. The, so, the number of new parts introduced, the the ripple effect of those new parts. Like, so we look at that Ninjago set that came out and it's like, the number of new parts is really mediocre. It's, it's not doing a lot. You look at fucking Space Police, there's not a whole lot of new parts. It's not doing a lot, but thematic, wise you compare those two together space police is doing way more story-wise imaginative wise world building wise like and parts new colors coming out in 1989 is way different than parts coming out in 2013 because so like, for, for 2013 i appreciate that there's new space theme galaxy squad i appreciate that there's new castle even if i don't really like the castle chima's original ip that's great um they do what is it? Yeah, uh, tur- tur- turtles and Lone Ranger. Is it further? Like turtles, I feel like kind of can pulls it back. Star Wars is mediocre. Like yeah, the architecture um, shit. It doesn't really impress. So if you if you take away the Lone Ranger train and just look at the Lone Ranger theme altogether, it is an it is a refreshing amount of Western stuff that we hadn't had in ten years. Yeah. Yeah, but but was it really refreshing, or was it just mediocre facades of shit that we had before? I, I no don't know. I, I, I like the parallels between the uh, 96 Western and the Lone Ranger sets. Like, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, it's almost like an update to this set. Um, yeah. I liked it. If... If uh, original Western had a train, then I think they would be like mirrored themes. I think um, I mean, Chima and Friends makes a lot of case for 13. Both of those are amazing. 
But I, I really like what you're saying about the amount of new parts introduced in 89 to to kind of just expand what could be done with Lego, yeah. as well as the idea of sub-themes. Like, you, well, you like, had these these sub-themes break out. Like, there's, there's uh, two castle things going on. There's two pirate things going on. Um, surprisingly, well, there's, only, there's only one space thing going on this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's two and one. It's Blacktron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most years had two or three space themes. This one had one, technically, um, had you know, two factions in it, just like the castle one here had two factions in it. Um, Light and sound was, was ambitious. I think, I think town in general was, was like the biggest stain on the, um, on the 89 year. Like it, it did not help the case. Pneumatics was ambitious. Um, I really have no opinions on Fabuland. I think think is, it's weird and it's revered now because it's so fucking weird. You look at that dude and he looks like drunky crow in that set, (laughs) but it's, there was, there were a lot of things kind of like changing. And I I feel like the effect of those changes is far more meaningful than anything they tried in 2013. I think the, the wins versus losses per year, I think 89 had more wins than losses and, yeah, 2013 had more losses than wins. I'm going to say 89 as well. Paul also said 89 in case we needed the tiebreaker. So we're plugging in 1989, the year of my birth, <laughs> wins this uh, this week. All right. Going to the quarterfinals. Almost. It's uh, Yeah, it's, it's getting up there. We have one more yeah, next week. We have 2001 against 1991. Is ninety-one Mtron or is ninety is ninety Mtron? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find out next yeah, week yeah. or as soon as I pull the photos. Continue, um, continue on, fellow viewer. It's gonna be good. That's a that's a good matchup either way. Ninety-one versus eighty-nine because they're so close. Yeah, yeah. That's um. That's the thing is when we're looking at. Yeah, uh, two years that have like 20 years in between them uh it's 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 hard to compare them you really have to be objective about it and but then when you also look at sequential years it's really hard to compare them because not much has changed from one year well, to the next yeah. it's, it's kind of like all right well which sets look better so 20 uh 2001 and 91 that's going to be a good matchup uh 2001 would have been like still early Star Wars and like life on Mars and things like that. We'll see. We'll see. I think it might have also had some some bad parts. Like yeah, Snap I'm gonna and, predict 2001 is hot trash. Yeah, like I think that might have been the Snap year. Unless we already we already looked at the Snap year. I forget. Yikes! Yikes! Actually, we might have. I remember looking at photos in one of these. So one of these one of these losers here had Snap in it. I think. But uh, yeah, that'll be next week. And we, as we move on in the in the uh, the thing that we do here, the bracket that'll take like a year to finish. <laughs> I didn't realize how how many weeks this was until I laid it all out, and I was like, oh, you know, it's we're gonna have like we're gonna have another like year and a half worth of products to look at by the time we finish this bracket. Yeah, we'll just you know start over again. But I wanted some kind of 
ongoing segment like this. This might be too ongoing, but uh, I wanted a, a nice segment. So that uh, that does it for our nice two-hour-long show with just two of us. We did it yet again. This and, one's for uh, you. <laughs> get us out of here, Paul. Uh, family friendly, not always a friendly.